0: Uh, having John Bones Jones in studio two days after he was arrested for the very first time, and having a, having a public... He still came on? He still came Well, he was coming to Tulsa for a kickboxing event, for a MMA event.
1: and So he, he just ripped the Band-Aid off. Yeah, he was,
0: and, and he came in. Was that his, the
1: first interview he had
0: done? It, we, we, Pop and I were the first interview John Bones since Jones. Since he got with, arrested? Since he got arrested. He, like, oh, he flipped his car or something. And what was crazy is... His publicist came and was like, I, I know you guys are fans. I know you're going to do a good job, but I just want to remind you, please do not ask him about the car wreck. Please don't ask him about the arrest. And you had to, right? No, I, I wasn't going. He's John Bones Jones. He choked me out. Yeah, there, someone is like, well, you're not a real journalist. Fine. I'm not a real journalist, okay? You go ask John Bones Jones about it. And literally, Josh, the very first question, he was great. He was great. The very first question I asked, like, how's it feel to be here? He's like, "Well, oh, it's a lot better than being in jail this past weekend. <laughs> and you're like, I, the publicist is just, like, frozen. And and I'm like, but you're good. And he told the whole story. And we're like, okay. Cool, so you didn't have to ask. I didn't have to ask. He asked. He <laughs> and told. then And then he was doing the whole constantly referring to it during the interview to the point where you're like, this publicist is going to be so mad at us. But, yeah. We've got breaking news, so let's start the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. With that breaking news,
1: it's time for the top five stories of the day. 703-123-123. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man! Newcastle, I
0: forty four exit one oh seven. Sorry for my trip down memory lane. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the news of the day. Uh, we're going to be at Newcastle Casino tomorrow.
1: You got to love it. I love going to Newcastle
0: Casino, man. You kidding me? Going there on a Wednesday when I don't have anything after the show? I can go look in the gift store. Let's go. All right, um big story number 5. Number 5. So the breaking news of the day is I'm I'm sorry, I haven't been playing on Twitter, but is this a report? Is this a according to sources, or this seems like this is pretty solid that we have agreed that we're going from 12 to 5. Yeah, I think it's
1: bright.
0: 7-5 instead of 6-6 six, six in the access to the 12-team playoff.
1: Yeah, five uh, highest-ranked conference champions, uh, next seven highest-ranked teams. So, sounds like it's done. Uh, let's Let's
0: go through some of the questions that have come through this. Now, again, remember, it's still a 12-team playoff, right? We're still at 12, but it's going to be seven at-large teams, and then five automatic qualifiers. Didn't you just say that? Am I rehashing what you just said over that's okay. and over?
1: <laughs> just in case people don't know. Gosh. All right, so
0: Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, SEC, and the highest-rated group of five conference. So that's where we are. Pac-12 is out. Unless one of those two teams makes it as a as the highest-rated group of five school because I guess they're competing with the Mountain West this year. So as a, I hope that answers your question, Shark. But he asks – if that is so, Oregon State and Washington State actually have a damn good chance. Well, keep in mind that's no longer a, that Pack Two is not in that automatic pit, <laughs> so it is a group of five. And I and like I said, I think they're competing in the Mountain West this season. Is at least what some of the the buzz had been.
1: Well, I think maybe the comment there is they've got a chance to go win that league and get in.
0: Touche. From the nine one eight. Why are we even letting G5 teams in this? Is number 12, Tulsa, UAB, Wyoming, et cetera, ever going to compete with OU, Ohio State, or Bama? Well, listen, I don't know why you've got to bring the alma mater into this, buddy. But um, call
1: that a stray. That that catching I catch a stray. My my
0: golden hurricane catching a stray is
1: unacceptable
0: on this. I'm sorry, Casey's showing the studios to someone. He's like, who is that crazy person?
1: <laughs> who are these two he's, uh, psycho he's like guys? Yelling and
0: hitting the table for no reason. You let these two guys in here to do this? Um, but he, here's the unfortunate thing: is the the G5 or whatever we're going to call them? They just haven't fared well recently. And some would say, well, "What about TCU? They want a playoff game. Well, TCU is considered in a power conference. I mean, they're a Big Twelve team. Sure, but you know, Liberty getting smoked by a, an Oregon team that, yeah, okay. You know, they had some some starters who had opted out, but Bo Nix was still there. You know, you go back over the last few years, they just they, they haven't competed well. So I think recent memory hurts them quite a bit." You're indeed. You're going back to well. Remember when Utah? And you're like, yeah. Well, I think Alex Smith was their quarterback. You know, dude's retired from the NFL. What about now. those Boise State teams? Yeah, and I mean, literally, all the Boise State guys now are 50.
1: So I mean, you just it's we're going back a long UCF, way. UCF uh, would have probably been competitive, the one year.
0: You can pick and choose, right? You can go well. Maybe that boy. And here's the, I hate to be that guy. I hate to be that guy, but I am that guy. It took. It took the most incredible trick play, twice, for Boise State to even beat Oklahoma. Okay,
1: and two not, of them, and not the best and, Oklahoma.
0: And an Oklahoma team that you're right, this isn't. You know, we're not talking about Baker in 2017. No, um, and wh- who did UCF beat? And the, they beat like Auburn in the bowl game. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. Anyway, I, I'm I'm not trying to dismiss it, but I and, understand. And when your I say point.
1: competitive, I mean not getting laughed off the field competitive at UCF team.
0: We're we're big story number five, the 12-team playoff format as far as inclusion and access has been announced, at least for this year. And it's seven at large, five automatic berths, the four current Power Five teams, right? Our Power Five, whatever you want to say, Power Four, and then the highest ranking group of five.
1: And the question, why are they even involved? Well, because... You got to have unanimous votes, and they weren't getting the votes without that bid uh, going to a group of six school.
0: So, uh, a good question here. So, who would have been the twelve teams this last season? Now, uh, I'm from the five seven two. If you have listened to this program with any regularity, you know that this was a practice that I vehemently pushed back on during the season.
1: Well, it's also you—you you can't really do it because. Right. Teams are in new places now, but
0: but let's let me. I'll play the hypothetical game because you asked, and I'm in a good mood today. Your first round games on home sites would have been Oregon versus Missouri, Florida State at Liberty, Penn State at Ohio State, and wait, hold on, that can't be right, because Oregon. Okay, I think I got. I think it would have been Missouri at Oregon. Liberty would have been at Florida State, sorry. Ohio State would have hosted Penn State, and Georgia would have hosted Ole Miss. Those would have been the, the home playoff game. Sorry. Sorry. To, I, I know. My bad. Um, your four teams with a bye then would have been Michigan, Alabama, Washington, and Texas. So, But again, like I said, it's a little bit skewered because there was that Pac-12 automatic berth but Washington was the number two team anyway last year. Is that kind of similar to what they have there? Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think that's what they put on the screen whenever they were announcing the twelve team playoff or the fourteen playoff this year. So and again, if you want to try to spell, well, what would have happened if they were already in the Big Ten? They were already. I, I can't even do it. <laughs> you know, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to go in there and do that. Uh, here's one from the four hundred four. Screw inclusion. I want the big boys only to hell with the liberties and the tulane's of the world. Well, you know, I'm sitting here talking about how the power are f- the group of five schools haven't necessarily done their job the last couple of years. But but Tulane did beat USC last year 405. So Liberty could be ranked 25th and get in. BS on that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's how we're going to operate at least initially.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that, I I think that's what we're laying out, right? Joe, Joe, and Tulsa. Pac-12 wouldn't be considered a top-five conference. What is the fifth-biggest conference?
1: It's uh, not all bad to get the, you know, under this scenario, it mm-hmm. really is not all bad to get the five seed. Not at all. You
0: get the uh, you get the home playoff game.
1: And you're playing one of these teams we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I Joe, that's a great question. Because to me... If you're talking about what I consider the top conference, it's SEC, right? SEC, Big Ten. Someone up top would probably say, well, it's Big Ten, SEC, or up north, I should say, Big Ten, SEC. I'd say SEC, one. Two is then the Big Ten. Three would probably be, what, with Florida State and what they're doing, the ACC, and four would be the Big 12. I I don't know. I don't know who you would consider the fifth. Maybe there's a... Maybe there's a chance for the American Athletic Conference. That's why. You just throw them all into one big pot, and that's what you get. So I, I hope that answers all the questions, but here we are. Here we are. All right, uh, it's eleven 17. Let's hustle through the rest of this, and then we'll pay off all the – Then anything else you want to add to it? I mean, it's a it's long time on big story number five, but, again, it's probably truly big story number one.
1: Nice to see some uh – clarity start to come into play here it's i mean look eventually you got to make decisions and they've made a big one five
0: automatic bids will go to the champions of the big 12 the big 10 the sec and the acc the highest ranked conference winner group of five and then five plus seven equals 12 seven at large teams which would then be the highest ranked teams according to their poll all right uh, big story number four Number four. I I brought this up earlier and I just wanted to hit it here real quick. We did have a big softball game last night uh, after, and I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know if this was originally on the schedule or if everything got rained out and they're like, hey, we're down here. Let's go ahead and play. But Oklahoma State beat Florida 3 0 last night. It was the only game in the top 25. And tonight, you get another. Uh, Top 25 team and a team that really is uh, on quite a tear since Oklahoma beat them. That's Washington as they take on Florida Gulf Coast in Fort Myers, Florida. So, some teams that went down and played in the St. Pete either getting games to make up for it or playing some on their way back. All right. um, OU softball, by the way. Patty's meeting with uh, Coach Gasso's meeting with the media tonight. We take off for uh, Palm Springs on Thursday. All right. Big story number three. Number three. I can't even read what I wrote here in Big Story number 3. It looks like I wrote Dylan. So since it starts with a D, I'm going to assume that I was talking about the great American race last night, the Daytona 500 and the incredible finish. The Daytona
1: 500. The race winner will be the 24. We'll need the 24 to start finish line.
0: Goes to victory lane, William Byron. Not the most dramatic call because we were trying to figure out we, we were trying to figure out who won and if it if the race was actually over. But great race, man. Great race. Great final 10 laps. Christopher Bell, the pride of Norman, finished third. If Christopher Bell would have got another lap, he would have won the race. There, you can't change my mind. All right. Um, big story number two. Number two. We had a couple big college basketball games last night, including – a team that looks Final Four ready. Shed wants to attack. Shed to the hoop. The lob for Francis, who dunks it in. The alley-oop shed to Francis for two. You're getting more guys involved in the office now. Houston beat up on Iowa State 73-65, to even though Iowa State fought and scratched and clawed. but uh,
1: Had it back within five after a couple of the tray balls, and Houston... Uh, Left lane hammer mm. down again. Yeah, I, I
0: agree. And then um, they're pretty good. Pretty good. And then let's see. Tonight you got a full slate, not only in the top 25, but in the Big 12. Oklahoma's playing on Saturday. Cert- uh, no game this week for the Sooners before the Bedlam game on Saturday. UCF at West Virginia, 6 o'clock tonight on ESPNU. Baylor's at BYU. That's at 8 o'clock on ESPN. And TCU tonight at 8 o'clock is at Texas Tech. We're Any- off for the NBA for another
1: day. Anybody you're just penciling into your final four is Houston that team.
0: You remember I um I had fought I had fought the feeling, but finally embraced it that I am all aboard the
1: I'm, Ed train. I'm
0: all aboard the Purdue train this year. And then they went and got beat by, by Ohio State. By yeah. Ohio State. <laughs> Who has an interim coach. Oof. But but I'm still in on Purdue. Me too. And I think I'm in on Houston. I worry though that Houston is I worry that Houston's gonna get clipped. It's just I, I worry there's gonna be a spot where they might get clipped. So
1: you feel you feel really good about Purdue though. Is is that team do. not Connecticut or Arizona? I
0: do. I feel really good. By the way, Mike Tannenbaum, sorry, squirrel. Mike Tannenbaum just projected a trade with the Raiders going from thirteen to two that I was all about. <laughs> He's, he's dialing it up for you, baby. I mean, so I'll get not, that franchise Q. Go, go get me Jane Daniels. I've fallen in love with it. I I now think he is the key. But he now he's got the Giants going from six to one, giving up infinitely more than the Raiders did. So I don't know if he knows what he's talking about. All right, so college hoops. There's your matchup, Josh. You uh, anyone? Up, you, you're on the Houston train too. I got Purdue and Houston, who I feel good about. Not I quite think yet.
1: they're pretty but, good, man.
0: Uh, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number. one. Number one. Oh. On most of these fine affiliates, Oklahoma Sooner Baseball tonight. As the Sooners take on Dallas Baptist, I just woke up Toby from his nap. Sorry, T-Row. He'll be on the air with a pregame show that is slated to start at, what, 530 tonight? For the 6 o'clock? F- oh, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. For the 6.30 first pitch. This has been a, it's been a place of horrors. Horrors, sorry, H O R R O R S. Thank you. Sorry for the Sooners. <laughs> just, clarify. Just, just clarify, whenever they travel down to place, uh, take on DBU. But we'll have the broadcast with Toby and Ross coming up this evening at six p.m. with the pregame show. Lefty
1: Grant Stevens getting the ball.
0: You <laughs> up? I was listening to T-Row this morning whenever I was driving in, and I was, I was laughing because Benny had called. And uh, Benny was talking about, oh, who's the kid that pitched on Saturday? Brendan Gurton. Brendan Gurton.
1: yeah, from Shattuck.
0: Shattuck, right? And and Gurtin is is listed on the roster as not being from Shattuck.
1: Well, he's from Gage, but he went to Shattuck. Oh,
0: okay. okay. And Benny was like, well, that's wrong. <laughs> he's like, that's not what my guys told me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's and I'm just now, my
0: guys. I told I I'm cracking up in my car because it's like it's it's the most. Um, it's it's like I'm arguing with my kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, that's not right. It's like it absolutely is, Dad. I read about Michael Jordan. It's like I'm, he never played for anyone but the Bulls or the Wizards. That's not right, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Did Biddy say? And he's like, well, no, he's not from there. But it it will be fun tonight. Six thirty first pitch. Six o'clock pregame show Big the- game. And then Josh has the doubleheader on Saturday this weekend with Blake Brewster on the Sooner Radio Network. So let's go. Quick break. We'll come back. Couple of other details on a few of the top five stories today. Your texts are really good. They're coming up at the bottom of the hour, right here on the home of Sooner fans. I've done. I, I haven't stretched in a while. Maybe that's part of it. Right now, I need to get up and walk around a little bit. You might just
1: need some more sleep.
0: No, I'm not sleeping on that thing ever again. I've I've got a like a crick in my neck, shoulder, that when you reach like close to fifty and you're not overly active, I'm not necessarily playing in basketball leagues are running a mile around my neighborhood uh, it takes a little bit of time to recover this is taking too much time just gotta sleep it away I, do you know what I think it is I, I think it's this Josh I am a chronic couch sleeper and whenever I'm on the road with softball I sleep in you know the bed it's I get a hotel room so I'm just like ah. Uh. Maybe that's part of it.
1: So you think that you've been sleeping too <laughs> I've been well? sleeping
0: too comfortably. I've got a nice bed that I'm sleeping in. That might be part of it. we
1: got to get you, get you back on that couch.
0: A couple of little loose ends from the top five stories of the day. Don't forget, OU Women's Basketball has a rather large game tonight against C- Cincinnati, and that's a good old-fashioned early start for you. Uh, 5 p.m. against the Bearcats, 5 o'clock. Now, that's, that's a Cincinnati Bearcat team that the Sooners beat earlier this year by 13 at home uh, during a stretch when they, when they desperately, desperately needed to win. And it's also, a, it's also a Cincinnati team that might not be very good. They're 4-10 in Big 12 play. They're a game under 500. So, let's go. Four games left. Four games left on the schedule. Sooners hold a one-game lead over Kansas State. And someone had hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I think it was uh, – is it Cool Mo D? J Mo Dirty? Oh, Mojo Eraser. I was close. So did I totally miss you guys talk about bracketology? Yes, you did. But we'll go ahead and reset it here. People have been clamoring. I mean, it's it's been so hot right now on the phone lines and the text lines. But for you, Mojo Eraser, I'm all about it. OU is currently sitting in that 8-9 slot. They're currently sitting in the 8-9 slot.
1: They would face Boise State per the projection with the one seed Arizona looming.
0: As it stands right now, they've got nine teams from the Big 12 in the Big Dance. The one seeds overall uh, remain UConn. Wait, hold on here. (laughs) I started to do it, and they didn't have the one seeds across the top like I expected. UConn. Purdue, Arizona, and Houston. What do the women look like in bracketology?
1: Oklahoma versus Michigan as a six seed, and uh, they would be off to Boulder, Colorado. So Colorado, the three seed, would be hosting the first couple of the rounds.
0: Never been to Boulder. That's a good Colorado team. And I've never been to Boulder. I would be more than up, Jaga Potter. Toby.
1: Hashtag just saying.
0: Just saying. Oh, I guess I can't. No, never mind. We got softball going on. What am I saying? Uh, back to the men's side of it. The, the good news is Oklahoma's still very highly ranked in the net. I mean, very, very highly ranked in the net. So, even though where they currently are in the net is the lowest that they've been. So, they're still a top 40 team in the net, but at 39, it's the lowest they've been all season long. The Big 12 is on the cusp of adding a potential 10th team to the Big Dance. But as it stands right now, Cincinnati is one of the first four out. Boy, the last four in is wild. Ole Miss, Seton Hall, Gonzaga, and Butler. Dude, what's going wrong with our beloved Cinderellas this year? How about a first round? play-in game, well, I, I hate to say that, the first four, that would be Butler and Gonzaga. You're about to get a lot of Joe Lenardi on your TV yes, over the next few are. days. Yes, you From the bunker, you. baby. From the bunker. Uh, all right, I had two other...
1: Butler-Gonzaga sounds pretty good.
0: Doesn't it? I, I think I'm all about it. A couple of other, other things. If you missed earlier, Jackson Arnold was on yesterday with... Teddy and Tyler on the rush they were out at the grand opening of the Young Family Athletic Center and uh, JFA was asked about you know the experience he gained this year and what he's learned from it and how he's getting better
2: yeah regardless of um, the outcomes of the games or my performances last year I'm really grateful for the opportunities I was given Um, I think it's big for me being at the age I am and in the position I am right now to have those game reps and kind of get that beneath me you know have that that one bad game and kind of flush it flush it away and um and learn from it um whether it's being more decisive in my game or or playing fast or pushing the tempo of our offense or just being a leader in general that's all things i need to work on this offseason i think you know playing those game playing in that game and having those reps was huge for me Uh,
0: and then on the running back or excuse me on the wide receivers Uh, i
2: feel great we've been throwing a lot these past couple of weeks i'm getting used to throwing to some of these new guys whether it's it's Dion, or, or transfers or even the new freshmen coming in, just getting used and getting acclimated to everybody. And, um, and the same with the O-linemen, too. All the new guys we got coming in, it's, it's been crucial these past couple weeks to kind of meet them and, and know them on a personal level and, and kind of bond with them and start to get things rolling before spring ball starts up in a couple weeks. By the way, um,
1: when do they get going for spring ball? I don't
0: know. I haven't seen the official start of spring practice email, but if you go – I'm sure – where Stoops Bros at? I'm sure he's back-timed this thing because if April 20th is going to be the actual spring game, then you would probably say, what, 15 practices? That's what you get for the spring? And, I'm, and maybe they're going to – Second week of March maybe? Yeah, I, I would guess so. And then I don't know when the spring break falls for Oklahoma, but I know for most of the area schools – Everything to me is by the softball schedule so I'm having to pull up It's the week of the OU Texas Tech game down in Lubbock so I I mean usually in some places that that ends up being like a week off so you can uh, mix in a little bit more time so that'd be like March 16th maybe not I doubt I doubt March 16th is Oklahoma spring break um but my, my point is maybe they'll be baked off, baked in for a week out there so maybe maybe like March 20th or so. You would think maybe, I, I don't know, but April 20th for the spring game. At least we know that one more thing from Jackson Arnold. We asked about the, he was asked about the running backs and who's caught his eye so far.
2: It's a lot more bodies. I mean, we brought in three new guys. Um, Taylor is not up here yet, but um, Sam and X are up here right now. And it's a lot of bodies. It's a well-rounded group. Like you got some, some big guys. Like X is a really big guy. And you've got super fast guys like Sam, Saajchuk, Javante, and, and all these guys are—they're all getting reps. They're all looking good right now. We're not—we're not doing anything uh, team-related right now, so I'm not seeing them in their full their yeah. potential or their, their element right now. But um, it's a well-rounded group right now, and I'm—I'm I'm impressed so far.
0: date from Norman writes, and I just looked it up. March 18th through 22nd is OU spring break, so you know maybe maybe it would immediately be
1: immediately
0: after. It, immediately, immediately after or immediately before to where you start and you. Um, you kind of get going with it, and then you take that break, and then you come back. Maybe, but we'll know we'll know officially. I'm here. I'm sure here in the next few days. But OU spring break is March 18th through the 22nd, so it is that weekend of the Oklahoma-Texas Tech trip. Two other pieces of audio I wanted to share, not OU related. You can find that full Jackson Arnold interview right now on our podcast page. Simply search. Uh, well, com or search KRF Hour. You consume podcasts, and it's listed right there. I think an hour or two of the rush. Josh, Jimmy Johnson is making some news, the former Cowboys head coach, the Hall of Famer. You don't say. Because there's a little smoke billowing out of San Francisco about their next defensive coordinator, and that smoke seems to be sent around a certain Super Bowl winning head coach.
1: Ah, uh, uh, six-time Super Bowl winning head coach.
0: Could Bill Belichick be the next defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers? Here's what Jimmy Johnson had to say about a recent conversation he had with the former Patriots head coach.
2: Bill is upfront about it. He said, hey, I don't need to be in charge of everything. That's what happened up in New England. But he's more than willing to give up some of the personnel decisions to the general manager and the personnel
0: people. So he's up for a little bit of a different role. Up for a little bit of a different role. And maybe, just maybe, Josh, Bill Belichick is like, huh, Atlanta, Raheem Morris, huh, Los Angeles, Jim Harbaugh. Let me go show you what I can do. You know he has nothing to prove, right? He's Bill freaking Belichick, but I don't know. Man wants to coach football. And then finally... I can't believe I didn't get to this yesterday. A couple of people had texted about it. It just flew right under the radar during the show as I was fighting for my life. Uh, Rick Pitino this weekend was absolutely Rick Patino. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Uh, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Just okay. thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game and that's it. <laughs> wow. Why don't you tell me how you really feel about where your team is, Rick Patino? It's not St. John's. It's the team. I mean, what?
1: <laughs> it took me two months to get him to throw bounce passes. I mean, that's
0: just... That's fantastic.
1: Legendary.
0: Do you realize you, – I, I guess, I guess this, this sent me down a Rick Pitino rabbit hole. And we all know the transgressions that took place at Louisville that cost him his job. But I, I guess it didn't register to me. He hasn't coached in a you know, what is a Power 5 league in basketball since 2017. And he was at Louisville – From 2001 until 2000, I mean, he was there for like 17 seasons. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that. Rick Pitino, he ain't happy. All right, quick break. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line to take us home next. Right here on the ref. (laughs) Um, welcome back to the Plank Show. They're playing uh, – one thing that I love, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the season recaps in the NFL and college football, the first wave of games of the year, right? They're showing the Texans-Bucks game, which was wild because they – that was a game where the Texans kicker got hurt, so they had to have like a running back kick field goals.
1: <laughs> there he just sent it through.
0: College football will have ESPNU that, that will have the top ten <laughs> games of the year.
1: What a great rise smile from D'Amico. I mean Yeah.
0: But the the problem is on, on ESPNU, it's like they have their top ten games of the year and then they play them over and, and then all of a sudden there'll be like a random there'll be a random Clemson Clemson Florida State game from like twenty twenty two that they'll play. It's like, wait, what? But we're we're reaching that point, the dead zone, if you will. With no football and trying to find football content to keep us content. Hey, did the um uh, content to keep us content? Yeah. yeah. Did the um the rumor that the Bucks aren't gonna tag Baker? I don't think they were ever planning on tagging him to begin with. I think they were gonna try to work out a deal. If they can't, Baker becomes one of the hottest names on the free agent market a year after betting on himself. Sure. It's a pretty big deal. That that's, and there's, there's some quarterback hungry teams out there right now. Maybe he, maybe even you give him a two year deal and he can bridge to a developmental guy, kind of like what you know Green Bay's ended up doing with Jordan Love. But I'll tell you what, we're getting set. We're getting set, Josh, for what is an absolutely epic free agent period in the NFL. you got two big quarterbacks that are going to be out there in Cousins and Baker. You've got marquee running backs everywhere, and they haven't been getting paid marquee wide receivers. But then you've also got 10 receivers who could potentially go in the first round. It's going to be crazy. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Let's see here. we got a couple of good ones that we're rolling in uh, from the program today. Clinton Tulsa. Watching NASCAR is like watching the clothes go around in the dryer except louder. I mean, for like probably 190 laps or so. But yeah, see, this is that same. I'm not going to change your mind. And I'm not trying to change your mind, Clint. I'm not, NASCAR is not going to be a major topic on this program. It's just not. Right? I don't. I'm not necessarily somebody that loves soccer. Like when I'm watching soccer, I can nap and I'm fine. But. Guys like my buddy Harry Willis and Toby Rowland, they're like, oh, it's Shep. It's a beautiful game, the strategy of this, that, and that. And I'm like, no. You know, it's just not my thing. I'm not going to sell you on the pit strategy that's playing out or the adjustments that need to be made or how the track temperature is affecting the the grip. And, oh, but you could try. And the difference. I could sit here and try, but, I, I mean, you just compared it to watching clothes. It'll, it, I, I'm not going to win. 5808. Vince McMahon deserves another chance. Signed, Lucifer. Um, here's a good one from the 715. To the people that say we shouldn't allow non-Power 5 teams in the playoffs, all I have to say, I thought this was America.
1: Is this not America? I thought this was America. Not America.
0: I'm going to go home and watch that episode now. There he is. There's the guy. Oh, Randy, please don't. I've got to. His training where he, he he cracks an egg into a beer, and he drinks beer like 7 a.m. Um, yeah, see, and Joe and Tulsa actually, I know you're being literal, Joe, and I love it, but he said Liberty wouldn't have been included because they were the sixth biggest conference. But no, again, that's why I hated doing this practice last year. Liberty, though, would have been in, right? I mean, highest-ranked non- Power 5 League, Power 4 League now. Well, they would have been the fifth highest ranked conference champion. Unless, like, an Oregon State or a Washington State was ranked ahead of them. I don't know. Maybe they were.
1: But, you know, you you can't really include them because.
0: Yeah, they were playing in the Pac-12 last year. So, I get what you're saying, Joe, which is why I did not. I did not want to do this. Uh, Bumpy Rhodes, right? How does red-shirting work in basketball and baseball and softball in comparison to football's 25% rule? At last check, you step on the court, you step on the dirt, you've lost your chance to redshirt. Now, Jordy Ball said after hurting herself on the first play that she plans on redshirting, I think there's some natural medical redshirts that will take place. But I've I've always been in the understanding that once you pitch, once you hit, once you step on the dirt or the field in baseball, once you step on the court in basketball, Red shirting is, poof. There's, yeah, there's no, no four game rule. There's no four game rule there. Justin and Queda points out UCF was the national champion, so there's there's so there's that. And I I pointed out I pointed out early in the program how frustrated I was over Wiggles, my daughter's pig, going from being a champion to being dead last.
1: Poor Wiggles.
0: It's called Same Pig, Different Judge, writes the 580. Been there, done that. Judge sucked, not the pig, is what I always told my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and, and one more. I know we're up against it. The 615. Just to go ahead and, and add wrestling into a topic on the show today that has included NASCAR, uh, FFA. What, what else did we have in there for a while? Trip- Us.
1: Trip to the body shop.
0: Us road tripping, yeah. Uh, the 615. This Vince McMahon stuff is about to get really ugly. John Laranitis is already singing. That was his right-hand man. Vince McMahon may die in jail, which is deserved if all of this is true. The Ashley Massaro stuff is the worst of all. Dude, it is... I fell down two rabbit holes on my road... Well, Three. Uh, rabbit holes in my road trip to Lake Charles this weekend. Number one, I fell down an Eric the Actor rabbit hole somehow. I don't know how. Number two, I fell down this, the Vince McMahon. I listened to three podcasts about it. It's not good. I mean, we might not ever see Brock Lesnar again either. He'd he, 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 he gone. Uh, and then the third rabbit hole is, uh, is is, is The Rock really a bad guy now? I mean, Josh, we've got major storylines going on. With the bloodline and the rock right now.
1: Interesting. I don't
0: even want you guys, I don't want to admit how much I listen to about that. But no, you're right, 615. That is a terrible, terrible story involving Vince McMahon. Primrose Funeral Service. Final thoughts are next. Primrose Funeral Service's final thoughts. PrimroseFuneralService.com. Learn about pre-planning your memorial. The experts, the pros... Heartfelt ways to help you ease the pain and suffering of your family at the most traumatic and heartbreaking time of their lives. Go to primrosefuneralservice.com. Josh, there is a viral story about a woman who tweeted that she did not leave a tip with the waitress at the restaurant they were eating because she called the waitress, she called her husband, honey. In other words, it was like, honey, you need anything else? Is this a non-tippable offense, or is this woman a crazy person?
1: That woman is a crazy person, and that is a horrible excuse to try not to tip.
0: Um, I, I, of course, started the day talking about some random stranger paying for my wife and daughter's meal this weekend in a Mexican restaurant in Purcell, Purcell, Oklahoma. Now, he may have been hammered is what I've been told. But I think he also thought it was a single mom who works two jobs. Whenever, Bro, she's pampered. You didn't need to do that. But not tipping because a waitress would call your husband honey? Oh, come on. Come on. Unacceptable. Steel Man is back, fired up, ready to roll for Josh on Plank. We'll see you at Newcastle tomorrow on The Ref.